Wait a minute, I hear something. We're back again for another episode of Dr. Movie. We're cruising on down the road and talking about movies. Uh, we're still going through our stupid movie club. And uh, I, I don't know I don't know if this one necessarily falls under that category. I think the concept of it could be considered stupid. Uh, it's just such an odd film. And uh, today we are going to talk about Shakes the Clown from 1991. Uh, this is one of those that I had high hopes for when when uh, when it first came out because it's Bobcat Goldthwaite. I mean, I was a big Bob fan, um, so f- to see him kind of in his own movie doing this thing uh, like this, I was okay. I'm I'm on board. And uh, boy, what a what a weird one! <laughs> and uh, it's considered a comedy slash drama, and that's the thing about it. It's not typical, uh, not a typical comedy movie. It's more of a dark humor kind of thing. Uh, if you're familiar with with a lot of the movies that Bob has made, they kind of fall under the same category. Uh, they're not slapstick kind of humor. It's it's almost kind of making fun of humor in a, in a way. And uh, this one was the start of that direction, right? To me, uh, this is kind of a launch pad for uh, Napoleon Dynamite, the, these kind of movies that, you know, kind of come out a little later on that I feel like are trying to, trying to be under the same umbrella. But anywho... Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this one. Like I said, it is directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. Uh, if you're not familiar with this one, here you go. Uh, <laughs> dueling gangs of clowns <laughs> are pitted against each other in this outrageous dark comedy. Shakes, an alcoholic kids party clown, finds himself framed for murder and must get off the sauce to clear his name. That's actually a really good explanation. I, I figured somebody would have a hard time making this one understandable. That's actually really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what do you need to know? Uh, why to watch? Well, it's dark, hilarious, and satirical. Yeah, there is a darkness to it, man. It's, it's like, it's like a, a peek into the life of clowns if clowns were just clowns. They really didn't have any other life. It wasn't something they did as part-time. It was like, this is how they live. You see them less without the gear on than, than with. I mean, you know, they, they just live in these characters. It's kind of like, uh, oh, dang, I just went blank. Um, well, Meet the Feebles is a good example, right? Meet the Feebles early Peter Jackson. I probably need to talk about that one sometime. Uh, It's the life of the so-called Muppets, right? What if they were real people, right? 
so you kind of get that thing. Oh, it's like Greg the Bunny, too. Greg the Bunny was the same concept where humans and puppets coexist in the same space, right? The puppets are not ran by people. The puppets are the puppets. But they all got hang-ups like all humans do. Alcohol, drugs, sex. This is kind of the same thing. It's taking the clown world and making it where it coexists with normal people. Or do they? I don't know that you see a normal person in this movie. You're either a clown, or a rodeo clown, or a mime, or just plain weird. <laughs> I don't know. There's regular kids in this that go to the to the show, so maybe they're they're in this world. Uh, it was again with the why the watch. A lot of jokes don't land, but the whole affair is so totally insane that it has such a such fun cameos that I was never bored. That's a great why to watch. Uh, some of the jokes you just kind of go, eh, you know, but it is. I mean, it, it's it's such a weird concept that you can't help but be intrigued, and, and you have to finish it. Um, and the cameos, uh, it, just, it just goes on and on. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Here's another one that says... Uh, it's a very dialogue-centric movie, char uh, characteristic of other great comedies from the 90s indie circuit. Yeah, this is this is where we were trying to turn the page on the 80s and 90s become its own thing. Warts and all, right? Some of it works, some of it doesn't. And uh, I think that's what kind of made it difficult to, to go through that change with this. Uh, at times, uproariously uh, funny. The poignant parts are, are luckily kept to a minimum. There are gritty moments as well. Yeah, it's it's got a, a seedy underbelly to it. You you kind of have this uh, mob mafia thing kind of going on in this. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that as we get going. Let's talk about this cast. Uh, Again, Bob Bob Goldthwait is uh, shakes the clown. Uh, gosh, this list. Um, we have a cameo by Robin Williams. Uh, uh, he plays uh, Mime Jerry, uh, Jerry the Mime. We got Adam Sandler in this, a very young Adam Sandler who hasn't quite broken through yet. He's still trying to get, get his feet under him, right? He plays Dink the Clown. We got Julie Brown. Now, for all of you in this age group, as myself, you know that there's two Julie Browns. There's Julie Brown, the redhead, that was, you know, pretty hot, that was on MTV. And then there was downtown Julie Brown, who was uh, a black girl who was also very attractive. So, But they're two totally different, you know, Julie Browns. But they were both on MTV, so you always kind of have to clarify that. We got Tom Kenny in this. What else has Tom Kenny been in? Let's look real fast. Uh, he plays Bink. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Bink in this movie. Oh, yeah, he does all the SpongeBob stuff. There you go. Um, I knew the name was rolling there for some reason. And he's he's the bad guy in this movie. Um we got Bruce Baum in this. Who Bruce Baum is a comedian you've seen in tons of stuff. 
We've got Florence Henderson in this. That's right, Mrs. Brady. We got Blake Clark in this that we've seen in tons of comedies. Paul Dooley, uh, Lawanda Page, Aunt Esther from uh, <laughs> from uh, Fred, uh, Sanford and Son. Uh, it's just uh, you know, it just keeps Kathy Griffiths in this. Um, oh. and all kinds of just people popping up um, throughout the movie. Uh, Tom Villard's in this. Uh, man. Anywho, uh, Milton Burl, it says. I mean, it, it's just, it's crazy. The list of people that are in this little indie film could be favors. I don't know. But anywho, Shakes the Clown. The movie, you know, kicks off where he's passed out on a bathroom floor. And a young boy wakes up in the morning, goes to the bathroom in the morning, and pees all over Shakes, who's laying in the floor. And by the time he wakes up and cusses the kid a little bit, Florence Henderson comes in, who is obviously who he slept with the night before. And that's kind of the kickoff of this movie. And she's kind of in amazement of him. And he's a, like I said, just absolute tore-up alcoholic. And when he gets ready to leave, he's like, look, lady, I, I, I got to go. And she's kind of enthralled. She's like, oh, who are you? And he goes, Shakes. Shakes the clown. He has this kind of James Bond moment. And he lights a cigar, and his cigar explodes. And he's like, ah! You know. <laughs> but this all rotates around Shakes and his his group of, of clown friends who all sit at a bar all the time. And, you know, this is their living. They they are clowns, 24 hours a day. And there's a TV show where the clown that's on there is having to retire, and every clown is thinking that maybe they've got a shot to be this next TV show host, right? This is gonna, you know, make them successful. It's the goal. And, uh, and they find out that uh, Binky gets it, and they're all like, Bink, Binky's terrible. He's not even funny. And so you spend the rest of this time with, with Binky going around and trying to be funny. He's more cruel than anything. But his jokes fall flat all the time. They're not funny. And they're not supposed to be, right? Because it's supposed to show that this guy doesn't have what it takes. But he's kind of bought his way in. He's got friends in low places. And one night, uh, he's hanging out. And uh, these rodeo clowns show up, and they're drug dealers. And uh, so Binky has a meeting with them, and they go back in there doing coke. And then the boss, which happens to be the guy that kind of raised Shakes, because his Shakes' father got killed by in an elephant accident. I mean, so it's just, <laughs> that's how crazy this movie is. Um, Binky ends up killing the boss, but he kills, it, kills him with one of... Uh, Shakes juggling clubs. Now, here's another cool aspect about this is we do get to see Shakes, as bad of a person as he is, as messed up as his life is, the fact that he hangs out at the bar, his girlfriend is Julie Brown, who's got a you know a speech impediment, but she's a a, a, a bowler. She dreams to be the greatest bowler that ever lived, <laughs> who's in love with a with a clown. But their relationship's real rocky because he doesn't put much effort into the relationship. But uh, we do get to see 
when uh, Shakes turns it on, he's really, really good at what he does, right? Because they show him show up to this party. Matter of fact, uh, kind of the whole reason I wanted to cover this movie, because I kind of had a flashback, because the last movie I kept talking about references back to uh, Police Academy. I think the last couple of movies have been, had a lot of Police Academy references. And uh, it made me think of this one because Sweet Chuck from Police Academy and Bobcat Goldthwait have that interaction, right, through all those... Well, they, they have it here, too. There's there's a scene here where he's, you know, Sweet Chuck. I, I can't even pull his name right now. Gross. Uh, Bill Gross. Not Bill not Bill Gross. Bill Gross is a friend of mine. Uh, What's his name? It was Gross, wasn't it? No, uh, no, 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 no. Where did I get that? Oh, it's because the woman's name was Gross. It was on, on the show with him. Uh, Tim Kazaritsky is... is uh, yeah, is the character, right? Sweet Chuck. And, uh, you know, he kind of, you know, threatens uh, Shakes because he shows up late and all stuff, but Shakes kind of sets him straight. And then when he puts it on, he is the entertainer, man. I mean, he, did, he does all the cool stuff. You're like, wow, okay. You know, he, he knows his craft. And it comes in handy later on because when he gets framed for this murder, some of his clown abilities helps him out. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Um, being able to, to, to tumble, you know, take falls, all that kind of stuff, it helps him out. But um, you, you find out that uh, because Binky killed the, the, the boss with the club that has Shake's name on it. Matter of fact, when he, when he clubs him, it imprints the name Shake's on his head. <laughs> and then, so they frame Shakes, with, who at the time is passed out because he's had too much to drink. So they bring Shakes in there in the room where the where he killed him. So when he wakes up, he thinks, "Oh no, I killed him." So he even blames himself. But now the cops and everybody are after Shakes, and he goes into hiding. Now, there's also mimes in this movie, and the clowns hate the mimes. Matter of fact, they see mimes out performing for people. They will pull up in a car and jump out and just start beating the crap out of these mimes and uh, you know so they just that's what they do they hate them and to go into hiding Shake starts dressing as a mime and hiding and he ends up going to a mime school so he can at least pretend that he blends in and that's where we see Robin Williams <laughs> teaching him how to be a mime and he keeps saying you're a clown aren't you you're a clown because you can't do any of this you know he says, no 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 I'm not I'm not a clown you know uh, but anywho, uh, Binky ends up kidnapping uh, Bobcat's girlfriend. What's her name in the movie? Judy. <laughs> Julie plays Judy. Um, and uh, when they get ready to do the TV show, he's convinced that now he has to kill Julie because, or Judy, because he revealed the secret that he's the one that actually killed the boss, right? So he takes her on the TV show. He puts her in clown makeup, straps her to a spinning board, and he's going to kill her by throwing knives at her in front of an audience of kids who are not enthusiastic about being there at all because <laughs> it's a crappy, made, you know, local TV show clown show, uh, which is hilarious. I mean, the, the, the whole setup, I think, is just great. But anywho, Shakes and his buddies try to save the day, 
and uh, go save Julie, Judy, dang it. And uh, I'm just gonna leave it there. That that's kind of it. I won't I won't uh, ruin the rest of it. But this one is a it's an odd bird. It's a very uh, acquired taste. Uh, I like it, and it's grown on me over the years. I like it more and more every time I watch it. But it totally caught me off guard the first time, and I really wasn't that crazy about it. But as time goes on, the more and more I like it. So I, from that aspect, if you like Nacho Libre, you know, that kind of humor, then you might like this. But uh, it's not for everybody. But if you're curious about it, like I said, it's on, it's on uh, Tubi. You can watch it for free. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you're a fan of this one because I don't find a lot of people that talk about this one. They did release it on Blu-ray, which surprised me. But, uh, it, it, again, it's so off-kilter. It, it's really hard to put this in any kind of category, but I just felt like it kind of fit with where we've been going with movies lately and kind of the tie-ins of everything. So let me know what you think about this one. I give this a, it's still a three out of five for me. Uh, it's a it's a solid flick. It's just really really different. Alrighty, that's it for this one. Ciao, people. We will check you later.